Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. So let's talk about two related stories. First, the Senate Judiciary Committee just released a report revealing more Donald Trump election crimes. And then the second story, let's talk about today's contempt of Congress by Steve Bannon, Mark Meadows, and others. And let's tackle what Congress should do specifically with Steve Bannon. And I've got three words to offer. Lock him up. Three more words. Because Justice matters. Hey all, Glenn Kirshner here. So has the word bombshell lost all its meaning? Or or maybe I should ask more specifically, Has the word bombshell lost all its meaning for the Department of Justice? Because the Senate Judiciary Committee just released a report and revealed yet more election crimes committed by Donald Trump. Here's some of the reporting on that. The Senate Judiciary Committee's report is titled, Subverting Justice, How the Former President and His Allies Pressured DOJ to overturn the 2020 election. And here is some CNN reporting uh, about the release of that report. Headline, Senate Judiciary Committee issues sweeping report detailing how Trump and a top DOJ lawyer attempted to overturn 2020 election. And the article begins, The Senate Judiciary Committee on Thursday issued a sweeping report about how former President Donald Trump and a top lawyer in the Justice Department attempted to overturn the 2020 presidential election. Trump directly asked the Justice Department nine times to undermine the election result, and his chief of staff, Mark Meadows, broke administration policy by pressuring a Justice Department lawyer to investigate claims of election fraud, according to the report, which is based on witness interviews of top former Justice Department officials. And here's one more important passage in that article. According to testimony, then acting Attorney General Rosen gave to the committee, Trump opened a meeting by saying, quote, one thing we know is you, Rosen, aren't going to do anything to overturn the election. Close quote. And of course, it's also been reported that because Acting Attorney General Rosen wouldn't corruptly, criminally, 
unconstitutionally overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election, Trump tried to make another Department of Justice official, a character named Jeffrey Clark, the acting attorney general, because he pledged that he would try to overturn the election results. So what I just described, ladies and gentlemen, is yet another federal felony crime. It's the crime of coercion of political activity. 18 United States Code Section 610. So as we so often do, let's go to the big ugly blue book of federal crimes and turn to 18 U.S.C. 610. Here is how that criminal offense reads. Coercion of political activity. It shall be unlawful for any person to intimidate, threaten, command, or coerce, or attempt to intimidate, threaten, command, or coerce any employee of the federal government to engage in or not engage in any political activity, including but not limited to, and then the statute lists a number of examples, non-exclusive examples. And then it concludes by saying, any person who violates this section shall be fined and or imprisoned not more than three years. That's what Donald Trump did. That's what's revealed by firsthand accounts, interviews that were conducted by the Senate Judiciary Committee of the very officials that were dealing with Donald Trump as he tried to overturn the presidential election or find a Department of Justice official who would, that's Donald Trump committing yet another federal felony offense. DOJ, if you're listening. Let's turn to another important story of the day, contempt of Congress. Yes, it looks like today is, is National Contempt of Congress Day. So today is the deadline that was set for some documents that were subpoenaed by the House Select Committee investigating the January 6th insurrection. They subpoenaed documents due today from Steve Bannon, Mark Meadows, Cash Patel, Dan Scavino, and those same four men, air quotes, are subpoenaed for testimony next week. But make no mistake about it, today is a subpoena deadline. And of course, what did we learn today? Well, Donald Trump is again going to try to weaponize the courts, use them to his nefarious ends by claiming a bogus executive privilege to try to shut down the testimony of these four men or the production of documents by these four individuals. Why? Because Trump doesn't want them providing Congress with incriminating information about him, Donald Trump. Here is some of the reporting today about that from U.S. News and World Report. Headline, Trump to invoke executive privilege in January 6th House probe. Donald Trump intends to assert executive privilege to prevent the testimony of former aides in a congressional investigation into the January 6th insurrection at 
the capital. So friends, this is no different than Donald Trump gathering you know, these witnesses together in a room and saying, do not snitch on me. If you snitch, you're gonna get hurt. You know, Donald Trump may have done that, but what we now know is instead, he's gonna go about obstructing justice, you know, the way a, a rich man can obstruct justice by bringing frivolous lawsuits to try to weaponize the courts to his nefarious ends by making bogus assertions of executive privilege to try to shut down the incriminating information these four individuals could provide. Friends, this is no different than from when Donald Trump, you know, set his corrupt lawyers, Sidney Powell, Rudy Giuliani, and the, the other cabal of corrupt attorneys, sent them into the courts to file fraudulent, baseless, frivolous lawsuits attacking the election results. And of course, all 65 suits were laughed out of court by the judges, judges who were left, right, and center, by the way, including Donald Trump appointees. And those lawyers are all in the process of being sanctioned and perhaps disbarred. But, but this is how Donald Trump goes about obstructing justice. He weaponizes the courts by filing fraudulent, baseless, frivolous lawsuits. So what should Congress do when on October 7th at close of business, these four individuals will be in contempt of Congress for failing to produce the documents that were subpoenaed for close of business on October 7th? Well, stay with me for two more minutes, friends. I want to go through the three possibilities, and then I have some recommendations for the House Select Committee. First of all, three ways to enforce congressional subpoenas. Civil enforcement, bringing lawsuits to enforce them. That's out. That was tried with Don McGahn, and he ran out the clock for more than two years. That gives nefarious litigants the opportunity to weaponize the delay in the court system to deprive Congress of the information to which it's entitled. So that's out. The other two that are left, criminal contempt and Congress's inherent power of contempt. Criminal contempt involves voting on the House floor that the witnesses in contempt, which they are or they will be, and then referring it to the Department of Justice to bring a criminal charge against the witness who is in contempt. That allows the Department of Justice and the court system to hold a witness in contempt and force that witness ultimately to testify. That's a very sort of shorthand overview of the process. And then the third way to force a witness to comply with subpoenas is by locking him up. Congress's inherent power of contempt, Send, sending the sergeant at arms out to lock the witness up and confine the witness until the witness purges the contempt, which means he gets his butt in the witness chair and he testifies. That was last used by Congress in the 1920s and 1930s. It was a lawful tool then, and the courts held that it was a lawful tool then, and it's a lawful tool now. Here's what I would propose. Yes, Donald Trump has made these frivolous executive privilege claims. Well, guess what? 
Bannon was in the Trump administration from January of 2017 until August of 2017, little more than six months, and then he was gone from the administration. So in 2020, when the election was being conducted and after Trump lost, and when Trump and company were trying to criminally overturn the election results, there could be no executive privilege. Bannon wasn't in the executive branch. He wasn't a federal government employee. So here's what I propose. Not all contemptuous witnesses are equal. Steve Bannon ought to be locked up. Congress ought to use its inherent power of contempt against Steve Bannon because there can be no claim of executive privilege. That would give the courts the opportunity to again affirm that inherent contempt is a lawful vehicle for Congress to, um, to enforce its own subpoenas. And you know what? You want to give a little bit of credit to this bogus executive privilege claim? Fine. Then refer the other three witnesses who are in contempt, Meadows, Scavino, and Patel, refer them to the Department of Justice for criminal prosecution for contempt. Because I can all but promise you folks, the Department of Justice, as presently constituted, will absolutely fulfill its responsibilities to bring criminal contempt charges for witnesses who criminally refuse to appear on congressional subpoenas. Bill Barr wasn't going to do it because when witnesses were failing to appear, it was because they wanted to protect Donald Trump. And that was also what Bill Barr's goal was to protect Donald Trump. So the Department of Justice under Bill Barr would not bring criminal contempt cases to help Congress investigate Donald Trump's crimes. The current Department of Justice under Attorney General Merrick Garland and Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco, I can all but promise you folks, they will play the role that they are lawfully supposed to play and they will bring criminal contempt charges against Meadows and Scavino and Patel. And Bannon, if that's the way Congress decides to go, but please Congress, please, I'll say it one more time, please use all of the tools at your disposal, including your inherent power of contempt. It's time. Bannon has nowhere to run. He has no legal cover. If he's in contempt, you ought to lock him up and force him to testify. And if that moves into the courts after you take him into custody, so be it. The courts will have the opportunity to reaffirm what the courts said in the 1920s and the 1930s when you last did this, Congress. And the court said it is a lawful way for Congress to enforce its subpoenas. I went on long today, folks. I hope you'll forgive me. I had intended to talk about the Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination. I promise that will be, if not tomorrow's video, a video very soon because that will also come to a head because I have a feeling come next week, when some of these witnesses are subpoenaed for testimony, not just documents, we are going to see some people pleading the fifth. And that results in a whole nother set of consequences. And I'm anxious to go through all that. But I think we're going to um, call it a day because this has been a long video. As always, friends, thank you for tuning in. 
to these daily justice matters videos. You can also get them in podcast form, audio only. Just go wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, friends, please stay safe. Please stay tuned. And I look forward to talking with you all again tomorrow.